Father, speak through your servant and bless us like never before in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, our theme this month is the hand of the Lord is upon me. And uh, I'll be doing a series that will connect us to that. Um, so, let me, let me start talking to you this morning. I want you to look at these uh, pictures on your screen right now. Um, the first one is a football stadium. The second one is an eagle carrying a snake in the skies. And to be a football, to, for your team to become a champion, like Chelsea has been and will continue to be. How many of you know that Chelsea won last, uh, yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Others drew. Others drew, like Liverpool. Today, the others will lose. Okay. Now, if you want to be a champion in the league, like the premiership, you have to win your home team, your home matches. I mean, if you know that, you need to win your home matches in order for you to become a champion. At least win your home matches, win some away matches, and draw some away matches, and lose few away. But your home matches, you must win. One of the reasons why Joseph Mourinho became one of the greatest footballers, uh, uh, coaches, is because for nine years, Joseph Mourinho never lost at home. Nine years, all the co- teams he coached put together, for nine years, he never lost at home. Because when you are playing at home, there is this psychological advantage it gives you. The fans are there, they are singing for you, they are chanting for you, they are supporting you. You, 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 just, make, you just make sure you win at home. So every football team that has become a champion won more matches at home. It's called the home advantage. The home advantage. The eagle understands this. One of the fiercest battles eagles can go through is the battle between the eagle and the snake. And the eagle knows that it needs the home advantage. Snakes are only powerful as far as they have the ground on which they can move. Because the, the snake will need the grounds, the earth, the grounds to be able to make its move. When the snake is in the air, it's unable to move. It loses its power, its ability to bite, to do anything. So when the eagle is going to fight the snake, the eagle has the understanding of the home advantage. And the home of the eagle is in the air. So the eagle comes down, picks the snakes from his home, and lift the snake to its home. And then that gives the eagle an advantage. Because it's called the home advantage. Now how many of you know that the believer's home is not this earth. It's not physical, but it is spiritual. So if a believer wants to win in any battle, you need to employ the, the home advantage. And the home advantage is to move the battle from the physical into the spiritual. Are you here? Now, you normally will hear a lot of pastors saying things like, I have never lost a battle before. And sometimes you doubt, how can these people say they have never lost battles? It's because pastors understand that they need home advantage. So usually what pastors would do is that pastors will lead battles from the physical into the realms of the spirit and that gives them home advantage 
Do you know if you have issues in your marriage and you start fighting your wife or husband physically, you are fighting in a foreign land. You have to move that battle into the realms of the spirit and to give you home advantage. Okay? Now, if you are having battles in your job, in your profession, in your health, etc., etc., as a Christian, and you decide to fight it physically, you are fighting an away match. You are playing an away match. What you have to do to win is to move the battle from the realms of the physical into the realms of the spirit, and that gives you home advantage. As a set man in your life, as a prophetic voice over you, I am declaring this whole of the month of October as a spiritual warfare month. Are you here with me? And I'm going to teach you a few things for you to pick up from me. So we are moving the battle home. Don't waste the battle physically. Now, in every church, one of the things you will find in every place where people meet and people congregate is gossip okay so in every church there are a lot of gossipers who gossip a lot but in every church the most people they gossip about are pastors and their wives among the pastors and their wives is the senior pastor and his wife that people gossip a lot about now any senior pastor who hears a gossip and goes physically to confront those who gossip lose battles are you here now one of the things you should fear is to hear that you have gossiped about a spiritual leader who knows you have and you know the person knows you have but the person has not confronted you physically you should be afraid because the person is praying the person has taken the battle from the physical to the spiritual are you here now the other thing that you see in many churches is that there are girls in churches who target people's husbands. I know a situation, there's a story of a, young, a group of young girls who went into a church and decided to target people's husbands. And they became so powerful that the married women in the church were even afraid to confront them. You know that this girl is chasing your husband. You were even afraid to do it. There were married women who were even afraid to go to that church. They left the churches. Their husbands were still in the churches because their husbands were enjoying the slave queens. Then one woman among the women whose husbands have been snatched called a group of women who were also suffering the same thing and said, listen, if we fight this battle physically, we will lose. Let's move the battle into the spirit. They started fighting. They started fasting and praying. Fasting and praying. One day, the church was going for an excursion. And these girls have really bonded together. So they decided they were not joining the church bus. And that they have made themselves an arrangement with a mini air-conditioned bus. I mean, there were girls that when they entered the church, you could smell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went for the excursion. At the excursion, they showed to everybody that they were the, the girls in charge. Guess what? On returning, the church bus left 
before they left. The jet bank got to their destination. These girls had not come. The pastor was worried. He started sending people to go and look for them. He had gotten accident. And guess what? The one who survived lost her head. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so I'm trying to describe the seriousness of the accident. I said the one who survived lost her head. Have I said something? Have I said something? Do you know where this is, this is going? I am asking you to lift your battles from the physical to the spiritual. There was a company, there was a company. The founder and CEO was a woman. The woman had a driver who had gained so much influence over the owner of the company, over the CEO. Anytime that driver raises a concern about you, the longest you will last in that company is 30 days. You'll be fired. There was a pastor's wife working in that company. And the income of the pastor's wife, who had a, the pastor who had a small church, it was the income from the lady's monthly salary that helped held the family together, paid the children's school fees, supported the church's bills. Then this driver decided to target the pastor's wife. And the pastor's wife came home and said, I am in trouble. This guy has now targeted me and in 30 days time, I will lose the job. Realizing that this was a serious, going to be a serious matter, the pastor and the wife declared a fast to pray. Within that 30 days, the woman would have been sacked. The driver developed a stomach problem. They went to the hospital and realized that all the intestines in the stomach were rotting. That was the end of his life. Your enemies are still around. Because you are fighting them physically. Your problem is still around because you are fighting them physically. Listen, physically you are too limited. Spiritually, you are unlimited. Are you here? Spiritually, you are unlimited. So every Sunday in the month of October, every Wednesday in the month of October, and every Friday in the month of October, I'll be leading you in spiritual warfare battles. And I want to begin the series by talking to you on the subject this morning. The weapons of our warfare. The weapons of our warfare. The weapons of our warfare. The most powerful nation on earth is America. The most powerful nation on earth is America. America is powerful for two reasons. Number one, economically. They are powerful economically. Then number two, they have the most powerful military in the world. America commits billions of dollars every year building their army. 
Last week, we had two American Marines in church. They were young men who grew up in this church. And then they are now American citizens. And they are in the Marine. They were telling me how they trained them. One of them was in my house. And guess how he survived the American. So a few years ago, one of them was living with, was not living with, but was in, when he finished secondary school, came to work with. So he lived on the compound at the office. And I used to run every morning on the former church's hills to my former office, about 50-something to 60-something steps. And I would run on it. I used to do 12 running upstairs. And this young man joined me in the mornings. Yeah, he said when he went to America, that was what made him pass his military drills into this. And he was telling me how, how they are trained. Powerful. But what, also, what makes the American soldier powerful? It's not only the training, but the weapons they use. The weapons they use. The weapons they use. The second most powerful nation is Russia. And Russia is not powerful because of economics. Russia is powerful because they have nuclear weapons. Now, right now, as I talk to you, Russia has invaded Ukraine. And it's just annexing parts of Ukraine. Let me, now, let me, use, let me bring the examples home. It's like Ghana decides to bully Togo. And then we just enter Togo and we start killing Togolese. And then we, we, we take part of Togo's land and then we say it's for Ghana. And then we just say it's for Ghana. And then Togo is unable to do anything because we have weapons. We have weapons. Now, so Russia has taken over Ukraine and the world's most powerful army, USA, is afraid to intervene. It's afraid to send military soldiers there. You know why? Russia has nuclear weapons. Russia has nuclear weapons. America knows that Russia is ruled by a man who can use the nuclear weapon. You don't joke with a man who shows you a gun. Will you? You will not. Now, if an armed robber comes to your house and he's not armed, but he's called an armed robber and you realize the guy is not armed, you will fight back. Won't you? You will fight back. Papa, you know what I mean? But immediately, the armed robber shows you a cutlass. What do you do? You give way. Take everything you want. Please, take everything you want. Just take whatever you want. You see, an armed person cannot be toiled with. An armed person is a dangerous person. An armed person intimidates people. It is the same thing in the realms of the spirit. An armed Christian intimidates the devil. Are you here with me? An armed Christian intimidates the devil. And Satan is afraid of every Christian that is armed. So in this series, the weapons of our warfare, I'm going to show you the various weapons available for the Christian that you can use to wage battles 
for victories. There is no battle you are engaged in today that the weapons God gives us cannot make you victorious over that attack. How many of you believe that? So I'm going to show you the weapons of our warfare. The nature of the weapons of our warfare. And I believe that by the time I finish this series, you are going to be armed for battle. Are you here? Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. From the New King James Version of the Bible. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. So the weapons of our warfare are not physical. They are not physical. Why are our weapons not physical? Because, according to Ephesians 6 verse 12, reading from the Good News Bible, for we are not fighting human beings. We are not fighting human beings. So making me your enemy will not let you win. Me making you my enemy will not make me win. Because I will be fighting the wrong person. There's a story of a church. The church, they were fighting, they were fighting. A lot of fights in the church. The pastor fighting, the leader, the leaders fighting, the department fighting. And then somebody saw a vision of the church fighting and Satan sitting on the pastor's chair and laughing. And the person approached Satan and said, why are you here laughing at the church? He said, because I am their enemy. But look, they are fighting amongst themselves. I'm the one causing all the trouble. But look, they are fighting amongst themselves. For we are not fighting against human beings. Fighting your husband for cheating on you is the wrong target. There is a spirit behind what the man is doing. And the spirit is aimed at causing you pain. Fighting your wife is not the best way to do that. There is a problem in your life. You are dealing with a very serious problem, but your approach to fighting it is wrong. For we are not fighting against human beings, but here, but against the wicked spiritual forces in the heavenly world. The rulers, authorities, and cosmic powers of this dark world let me show you the spiritual forces in the heavenly world there are demons operating in the atmosphere there are serious demonic operations going on around us every day these demonic operations can get your children, your sons to become drug addicts, can get your daughters to get into prostitution, can get that brilliant boy to fail in the university, can get that brilliant lady 
to be diverted and fall in love with a bad boy who will mess up. When I was watching a movie of a very good violinist who was finishing school and has to do a demonstration of her skills. And the violin broke. And she was looking for a violin. She couldn't afford it. But had a bad boy boyfriend who went to steal a violin at 8,000 euros and brought it to her. It was at the final stage of her playing, playing very well, and the police walked in and picked her up. That was the end of her dream. It, Satan will just let a bad person get into your home and scatter your family. So battles in the Christian faith is not waged physically. The church of God did not conquer the world waging physical battles. Men and women sought the face of God. They went on their knees and dealt with territorial spirits and conquered nations. The Queen of England once says, I fear the prayers of John Knox. When believers pray and we wage battles in the realms of the spirit, the weakest believer physically becomes the strongest believer spiritually. Whatever problem brought you to church this morning, if you live here today and you kneel in front of your church and you lift in front of your bed at this dawn and you lift up a prayer to God, it is the beginning of your recovery. The most powerful church is not a church that has money, but a church that has prayer warriors. The most powerful man is not the man that has money, that has built houses, but the man who knows how to pray. The most powerful woman is not the woman that has broken the glass ceiling in the office, but the woman who knows how to pray. Jesus knew this and he's given us an example. He started his ministry with 40 days of fasting and prayer. If you would dedicate this man to prayer and wage battles in the realms of the spirit, I can tell you, you can move every mountain before you. If you have faith, as small as the master see, you will say to this mountain, move and it shall move. You will say prayer. 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 No mountain, no mountain is bigger and too strong for prayer. If the natural is not working, switch to the supernatural. I met a man in England and we engaged in a conversation. And we're worried about the post-Christian state of England. We're worried why they were selling church buildings to be converted into pubs, discotheques, 
Church buildings are sold to be converted into mosques. Church buildings are sold to be converted into residential places. And I was worried. So I met this elderly clergyman. And I said, what is happening to your country? You are losing the battle. You know what he said to me? He said, Bishop, do you know why you are worried? It's because we have too many churches and we are selling. So I said, there's no community that doesn't have a church. I said, do you know why we have all these churches in this community? Said, it tells you of our history. Say, we have prayed too much in this country for us to lose this country to Satan. See, the churches you see are indication of the work that our fathers did. There is no nation that has committed itself to prayer that has not prospered. There is no individual that has committed himself or herself to prayer that has not succeeded. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. So let me show you the weapons of our warfare. In part one of this series, in part one of this series, I'm going to introduce to you the most potent weapon that you can ever find. It's called the hand of God. The most potent weapon you can ever find as a Christian is called the hand of God. The Bible itself testifies that the hands are weapons. The Bible says he teaches our hands to fight. He teaches our hands to fight. He teaches our hands to fight. So the hand itself is a weapon. Are you here? The hand itself is a weapon. And the most potent weapon that you can find anywhere is the hand of God. This month, we are going to deploy the hand of God. And the hand of God will fight for you. The hand of God will wage battles for you. The hand of God will turn things around. The hand of God will move mountains in your life. The hand of God will solve problems in your life. The hand of God will deliver you from evil. The hand of the Lord will bring you favor. The hand of God will heal your body. The hand of God will elevate you. The hand of God will exalt you. The hand of God will turn the tables in your favor. The hand of God will defend you. The hand of God will elevate you. The hand of God will heal your body. The hand of God will grow your business. The hand of God will cause you to marry. The hand of God will bring peace in your marriage. The hand of God will turn the hearts of your children towards you. The hand of God will block every evil man, every evil woman walking into your family. The hand of God will block them. The hand of God is the most powerful weapon. And it's the most dangerous weapon. No man can stand the hand of God. No man can battle the hand of God. No man can fight the hand of God. Can I hear believers shout the hand of God? I have been a believer for 40 years of my life. 
I have come from nowhere. I have come from nowhere. I came from the bottomless pit. But I've seen the hand of God lifting me from the bottomless pit to the mountain top. I have come from nowhere. But the 40 years that I have been in close relationship with the Lord Jesus, I have seen the hand of God working for me. The hand of God will open that womb and put a baby in that womb. In the name of Jesus. This man, the hand of God, will open that door that you have been knocking for all these years. The hand of God will open marital doors. The hand of God will open success doors. The hand of God will open the doors to progress and prosperity. The hand of God will open the corridors of power and influence. Let the believers who believe this say the loudest amen. The hand of God will open the corridors of power for you. The hand of God will open the gates of America for you. Will open the gates of Europe for you. Will open the gates of Africa for you. Will open the gates of Australia for you. Will open the gates of Asia for you. The hand of the Lord is about to open some doors for you. The hand of the Lord will order your steps. The hand of the Lord will order yourselves into a place of abundance. Am I prophesying to a man here? Am I prophesying to a woman here? You are standing by a door. You are standing by this gate. You are standing by this place. You don't have the key to access. It has been closed before you for all these years. Can I announce something to you? The hand of the Lord will open that gate. The hand of the Lord will open that door. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can I hear the only 10 people I'm talking to saying the loudest amen? Say, I believe. Say, I believe. Say, I believe. Say, I believe. Say, right now, I am switching to the supernatural. Somebody shout the hand of the Lord. Somebody shout the hand of the Lord. Somebody scream the hand of the Lord. I know the battles are fierce, but I know the hand of the Lord is strong. I know you are almost giving up, but the hand of the Lord will uphold you. I see angels in the house today. I lay warring angels in the house today. Kaboli handily become. I lay bandili be kataya. I lay man bashubaya. The hand of the Lord. 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 
the hand of the Lord, 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 the hand of the Lord. I want to read the scripture that we pray. I'm not even able to even start the first. I just feel like we should pray. Can you put can you put first kings? First kings um, is, is there if you go to slide eight. First kings 41, uh, first kings 18, 41 to 46. Can I can I come down? Can I come down? Can I can I now? Hear this, people of God. Hear this. Hear this, people of God. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat, drink. Go out, eat and drink. For there is a sound of abundance of rain. For there is a sound of abundance of rain. And Elijah went up to the top of Mount Camel. Mm, mm, mm. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Don't give up on that prayer. Then it came to pass the seventh time, he said, there is a cloud. I see a cloud gathering. There is a cloud. There is a cloud. There is a cloud. There is a cloud. As small as a man's hand, there is a cloud. There is a cloud. There is a cloud. Rising out of the sea. So he said, go out. Say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and winds and wind and wind is about to blow and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he guided up his lungs, loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel, to the entrance of, listen, the hand of the Lord came upon a man, came upon a man, and the man started running, and the man started running, and the man started running. Now see this. <sighs> to begin every race, you go on your knees first on your knees get set run on your knees get set run on your knees get set run elijah understood that principle so he went on mount camel and the bible said that he put his face between his knees he had to go 
down on his knees and put his face between his knees and started praying and started praying and started praying and began to pray because he was hearing something but he was not seeing what he was hearing he was hearing something but he was not seeing what he was hearing are you hearing marriage but i've not seen marriage are you hearing prosperity but i've not seen prosperity are you hearing promotion but i've not seen promotion put your head between your knees go on man camel now put your head between your knees on your knees get set move to become a gold medalist Uze both went on his knees you can't win a race without going on your knees Until your knees becomes like the hoofs of a, of a horse. You can't win yet. Show me the prayer marks on your knees. And I will show you your trophies. I will show you how the heavens are open upon you. Show me how many times you have climbed Mount Camel. And I will see how many times you have converted a sound into reality. You have had so many promises. You have not seen the reality of them because you have not been on Mount Camel yet. You have not been on Mount Camel yet. You need time off to be before the Lord. Too many promises and yet too many problems. The man went on his knees and began to pray. He had something. He had the sound of abundance of rain. He had the tenders. He heard it. He looked up. There was no sign of what he was hearing. There was no sign of what he was hearing. The worst thing that can ever happen to you is to be given a prophecy. Is to hear your destiny and not pray about it. Are you here? The principles of God are obeyed. The promises of God are activated, are claimed. But the prophetic words of God are activated by prayer. Yeah. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. He said to his servant, Go tell Ab to eat and drink. And the seven ghost tells us, listen, listen. Let the members of your family eat by you fast. Go tell Ab to eat and drink. I'll be on Mount Camel. I don't know how many hours he was praying. But I knew that he sent the seven seven times. If it was even 20 minutes, that was 140 minutes over an hour. It was 30 minutes. That is, that is 210 minutes. How many hours are that? And if it was a charismatic guy like us, it could have been one hour every time he sent. That would be seven hours. He knew he had something. 
You see, the reason why you pray once, you don't see the answer, and you are discouraged is because you don't know what you are praying about. What took you to the prayer chamber? Did you hear something? Did you hear something? Did the Holy Ghost talk to you? Did you read something in the scripture, and it jumped at you, and it took you to prayer? What did you hear? He heard the sound of abundance of rain. He heard the sound of abundance of rain. He said, no, what I've heard, I must see. Please, if you see me praying, don't despise me. You don't know what I've heard. Don't tell me, why do I pray that long? Please don't tell me that. You don't know what I've heard. You don't know what I've heard. You don't know what I have heard. You don't know what I have heard. He kept praying. He kept praying. He kept praying. He said to himself, until the sound of rain becomes rain, I will not stop praying. Then he prayed. As a servant, look around, see something. See the heavens, whether God is moving, why the hand of God is moving. Look at something. The servant came back and said, I have seen a cloud as small as the fist. A man's hand. As small as a man's hand. Can I, can I read that scripture again? You see? You see? <laughs> now, I'll, I'll tell you what the guy did not see well. Um, um, go back. Go, go back to 43. Let, let, me, let me show you something there. And said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And the seventh time said, go again. Okay, let's go. Then it came to pass. The seventh time he said, there is a cloud. As small as a man's hand. You see, the servant saw something like a man's hand. But when it manifested, it was the hand of God. I have seen something as small as the man's hand. As a man's hand. Sometimes when it begins, you think it is your effort. But when it manifests, you know that this is God. This is God. This is God. This is God. I have seen a hand. I have seen a hand. I have seen a hand. But the hand looks like a man's hand. But Elijah knew it was the hand of God. The rain guarded, started falling. And the Bible says that the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. The hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. The hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. The hand of the Lord, watch them, came upon Elijah. The hand of the Lord 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 came upon Elijah. And that was the beginning. And the Bible said, he guided up his lungs. And started running. You will not crawl again. You will not crawl again. There is a man here who is about to run. You will catch up with all those who are going ahead of you. You will overtake. 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 Come on, clap your hands. Begin to pray. Ask the hand of God to fall upon you. Ask the hand of God to fall upon you. Ask the hand of God to fall upon you.